0: Hello, and welcome to this week's Three Shifts Edition by Six Pages, the source for far-reaching market shifts and what they mean. It's March 19th, 2021. I'm Eric Thompson, and here are the three shifts that you need to know this week. One, Amazon Care offers its telemedicine and in-home healthcare service to other companies' workforces. Two, SEC will let startups raise up to $5 million per year through equity crowdfunding. And three, is 3D printing going deeper into the healthcare mainstream? Shift one Amazon Care offers its telemedicine and in home healthcare service to other companies' workforces. On Wednesday, Amazon announced that Amazon Care, the virtual first on demand healthcare service it has been piloting with its Seattle region employees since September 2019, will launch as a service for other U.S. companies of all sizes. With the announcement, Amazon Care was opened up to other Washington-based companies first, with plans to roll out virtual care across all 50 states, including Amazon's own employees, by this summer. Amazon Care brings virtual and in-home primary and urgent care, as well as prescription delivery, to company employees and their families. Patients can connect 24-7 without appointment through the Amazon Care app on iOS and Android to an Amazon Care dedicated team of independent clinicians, provided by Care Medical. Patients can typically connect with a clinician, available 365 days a year, including holidays, via in-app messaging or video call within 60 seconds. Clinicians provide services such as diagnosing issues, prescribing medicine, and offering medical advice. For example, sexual health, sleep assessment, and evaluation of work-from-home setups. Patients may opt to see the same clinician again, building an ongoing relationship. Most health concerns are resolved virtually. And Amazon reports a 4.7 out of 5 post visit satisfaction rating. In available areas, Amazon Care also provides in home care and prescription delivery services. It can send a medical professional to a patient's home to perform in person vaccinations, blood work, or other health tests. To date, in person services have been limited to the Seattle area, but the plan is to expand to other cities such as Baltimore and Washington, D.C. over the coming months. Amazon Care clinicians may refer the patient to a specialist, and records are transferable to providers with patient consent. Amazon Care may be subsidized by employers as a benefit or add-on to their health insurance. Amazon Care services are not billed to patients' health insurance, although users can submit to their insurer for reimbursement. Third-party pharmacy, lab, and imaging services may bill insurance separately. Patients pay for services in the Amazon Care app using Amazon Pay. Amazon Care is likely to build on Amazon's other recent healthcare initiatives, though operating details are limited. Amazon Pharmacy, launched in November 2020, lets consumers in 45 US states order prescriptions directly through amazon.com. Prime members get discounts of up to 40 to 80% on drugs, free 2-day prescription delivery, and a savings card that can be used across 50,000 pharmacy locations. Amazon's wrist-worn Halo band, launched September 2020, captures health data, for example, physical activity, body fat, sleep patterns, skin temperature, and heart rate, and lets users share data with providers and third-party labs, for example, the Mayo Clinic. Amazon also recently expanded its partnership with Crossover Health, with a planned rollout of primary care clinics for Amazon employees to eventually 20 locations. With Amazon Care, Amazon looks to compete with retail clinics from its rivals, for example, Walmart, and tap into the booming new in-home healthcare space. In 2019, just 15% of Americans had used telemedicine. This figure surged to 49% by September 2020. Among providers, 80% of physicians provided virtual care in 2020, up from just 22% the year prior. Virtual visits are here to stay. Telemedicine could represent a $106 billion market by 2023, up from $29 billion in 2020. As with any space that Amazon enters, Amazon instantly becomes a player to watch. Its strategy tracks those of established incumbents such as Teladoc and Amwell, but it may be able to move faster in delivering on the industry's vision of integrated physical virtual care. Amazon's access to consumers, familiar feel, and digital forward experience are certainly hard to dismiss. How patient data will be used will be a recurring question. Amazon Pay, for instance, is linked to the patient's Amazon account. It's also hard to ignore the efforts by Amazon AWS to get closer to health records and provide healthcare industry-focused services. Amazon Care's position for now is, quote, we'll never use your health information to sell you anything, end quote. To read more content related to Amazon's healthcare offerings and telemedicine, check out our November 20th, 2020 Three Shifts edition, Amazon Pharmacy launches on Amazon.com with free delivery and prime member discounts. And October 15th, 2020 brief, telemedicine, house calls, and the new in-home health care. Shift 2. SEC will let startups raise up to $5 million per year through equity crowdfunding. On Monday, the SEC put into effect new rules to, quote, facilitate capital formation and increase opportunities for investors, by expanding access to capital for small and medium sized businesses and entrepreneurs. End quote. As part of the regulation, the SEC increased the amounts that businesses at differing levels of maturity can raise through equity crowdfunding. The amendments to existing rules are segmented according to different sets of criteria. For instance, more established firms willing to abide by the SEC's Regulation A accounting, legal, and reporting requirements saw their annual crowdfunding limit under a Tier 2 mini-IPO offering up to $75 million per year, up from $50 million. Changes to Regulation D, which addresses companies raising strictly from accredited investors, doubled fundraising limits from $5 million to $10 million per year. Among the most impactful changes was the update to Regulation Crowdfunding, CF, which largely addresses startups and smaller businesses. Under the new rules, CF companies can now crowd-fundraise up to $5 million per year, up from $1.1 million. The fine print of the Regulation CF amendments requires equity crowdfunding to take place online through an SEC-registered intermediary. Non-U.S. issuers, blank-check SPACs, public companies, and investment firms are excluded from raising equity crowdfunding under Regulation CF. Both accredited and non-accredited investors For example, friends and family and individual investors can invest, although non accredited investors are subject to investment limits based on annual income or net worth. A notable change put into effect by the SEC is allowing companies interested in equity crowdfunding to quote unquote test the waters, i.e., put out information regarding a potential raise to gauge investor interest before committing to a full offering. The effects of the new rule were felt almost immediately. Creator commerce startup Gumroad launched an equity crowdfunding campaign on private startup investing platform Republic on Monday at a $100 million valuation. Gumroad filled its $5 million funding limit with investments, many under $1,000, from over 8,600 investors in less than one day. It also separately took another $1 million in funding from AngelList co-founder Naval Ravikant and Basecamp founder Jason Fried. This same week, other startups... For example, Backstage, Precursor SPC, and R3 Printing have taken advantage of the updated Regulation CF to initiate larger equity crowdfunding campaigns on crowd-investing platforms. For example, WeFunder, StartEngine, and SeedInvest. We should expect to see more early-stage startups forego investment from traditional investors to tap the crowd for capital. As retail investors funnel their savings into online investing platforms, the market is opening up a wider array of investment opportunities for them. Private securities marketplaces such as Carta X and Zanbato have gained traction with shareholders of late-stage startups looking for liquidity, as well as investors seeking to share in the upside. Now, the new SEC rules are making it easier for startups to get off the ground without prior investor relationships. Though, of course, a recognized brand and influencer involvement are always still helpful. Trading platforms such as Republic which on Wednesday raised $36 million in funding of its own from private investors, will also reap the benefits of more startups looking to fundraise on them. These dynamics are collectively moving influence further away from traditional powers in the space, such as institutional investors. For retail investors, there are inherent risks associated with the loosening of the regulations. Private company investments lack the scrutiny of the IPO process, one of the reasons why non-accredited investors were previously barred from participation. Like SPACs and the meme stock craze, uninformed investors risk losing their shirts on unprofitable companies in frothy markets. A few startups that are equity fundraising will become the next unicorns. But if the VC hit rate is any indication, many will eventually fold and take retail investors' buy-in down to zero. To read more content related to retail investing in equity markets, check out our December 18th, twenty twenty-three Shifts edition Robin Robinhood and the Fed Propping Up Bubbles in our September 2nd, 2020 Brief, The Future of the Global Stock Exchanges. Shift 3. Is 3D printing going deeper into the healthcare mainstream? Manufacturer of 3D printing systems, Desktop Metal, arguably the most valuable 3D printing company in the world since going public in a $2.5 billion SPAC merger in December 2020, announced this week that it was launching a healthcare-focused business unit called Desktop Health. Citing the $85 billion in medical and dental implants manufactured globally each year, Desktop Metal's CEO is seeking to supplant a large proportion of these implants with patient-customized 3D-printed parts. To date, Desktop Metal has largely focused on 3D printing systems for metal and composite parts, for example, fiberglass and carbon fiber. Its 3D printing for metal is reportedly 100 times faster than its competition. Desktop Metal's customers sit in industries like automotive, for example, Ford, BMW, and Toyota, heavy industry, for example, Eaton and the U.S. Navy, and consumer goods, for example, 3M and Adidas. In the near term, Desktop Health will tackle applications in dental, orthodontic, otolaryngology, which is head and neck, and surgical instruments. It is also researching future applications in orthopedics, ophthalmology, dermatology, cardiology, and plastic surgery. On-demand digital dentistry appears to be Desktop Health's initial focus area. It is a market that is already heavy in custom parts, many milled by hand in a lab, in addition to being a growing sector that is rapidly adopting additive manufacturing. Opportunities in dental include custom orthodontic models, night guards, dentures, surgical guides, and bonding trays, among others. Desktop Health is looking to capture up to 75% of the $30 billion annually in dental parts and spend by 2025. Only a small percentage is currently 3D printed. Desktop Health will print patient custom devices using biocompatible materials such as hydrogels, photopolymers, thermoplastics, and ceramics. Its ambitions in dental will rely heavily on its $300 million acquisition of EnvisionTech in February 2021, which specializes in photopolymers relevant for dental and already has 1,000 dental customers. EnvisionTech also comes with the 3D BioPlotter bioprinting platform, one of the most commonly used bioprinters for tissue engineering and biofabrication, with a wide range of applications from cartilage regeneration to ear grafts. 3D printing has gone through a long and painful hype cycle. Over the course of a decade, coming and going is the next big consumer trend. Silently in the background, however, enterprise uses of 3D printing across industries continue to proliferate. After a pandemic-driven stutter in 2020, it may finally be reaching its plateau of productivity moment with a recent uptick of M&A consolidation. Healthcare, in particular, has risen to the fore as an attractive and growing pool of applications in need of custom manufacturing. The global healthcare 3D printing market is expected to surpass $3.5 billion by 2025, up from $973 million in 2020. For desktop metal, which is not yet profitable and saw only $27 million in pre-pandemic revenue in 2019, revenue declined in 2020 to $26 million, finding the right scale applications is essential in achieving long-term profitability. Other 3D printing manufacturers are also converging on the healthcare opportunity. In September 2020, Form Labs debuted its Form 3BL dental 3D printer. Last week, Stratasys introduced the J5 Dentajet, which it claims to be the only multimaterial dental 3D printer in the market. 3D Systems is reorganizing to focus on healthcare applications. Its overall revenue fell 12.4% in 2020, but revenue from its healthcare unit was up 9.1%. It recently received FDA approvals for its maxillofacial surgical guides and orthopedic applications. Materialize and HP have also refocused on healthcare applications during the pandemic. Depending on the application, 3D printing firms charging into healthcare may have to wait for regulation and insurers to catch up before the market opportunity can fully materialize. Obtaining reimbursement and insurance coverage for personalized 3D printed medical devices can be a challenge, and regulatory bodies are often slow to approve new materials, for example, those being used in 3D printers, for medical uses. To read more content related to emerging healthcare technologies and regulation, check out our March 5th, 2021, Three Shifts Edition, The Future of RNA-Based Vaccines and Therapies Beyond COVID-19. In our March 16th, 2020 brief, The New HHS Rules and Shifting Regulatory Landscape Around Health Data and AI. That's it for this week's Three Shifts Edition, If you'd like to read more content and you're not already subscribed, head to sixpages.com to sign up for free summaries of our deeply researched briefs and the Three Shifts Edition straight to your inbox. Keep an eye out for our upcoming brief on the role of MDMA and psychedelics in healthcare treatment. And talk to you again on next week's Three Shifts Edition.